Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. Good morning, this is Jeremy Bashan with the National Guild of Hypnotists. And uh, today we are doing our NGH podcast, and my guest today is Professor Maurice Kershaw. Welcome, Professor Kershaw. Good day, sir. Good to see you. Good to be with you. Yes, thank you. So uh, for the NGH podcast, we just uh, we like to find out more about uh, more about you. Um, how did you begin in the in the profession of hypnosis? Are you okay for some history, Chief? Because absolutely, it's a long story. Well, um, and this is a story I don't think I ever tell. Um, as a youngster in England, I had a very chronic stammering uh, problem. Couldn't speak. Could not pronounce my name. Could not talk in class at school. It was really a very crippling problem that I had. And uh, to cut this long story short, I actually went to see a hypnotherapist who at that time, his name was Peter Casson, and he was a showbiz hypnotist who also saw people. And I saw him for seven sessions. And I'm now touching wood because since that time, not only have I not stammered, please, <laughs> okay, um, but secondly, I've savored uh, vocabulary and, and linguistics and all that sort of thing. That was my first introduction to hypnosis. Um, so you can well imagine I've been sold on the idea since I was, what, 16 at that time. And uh, it was a very exciting metamorphosis to me because I went from um, a shy, very quiet the guy to somebody who loved to talk and make noise and of course doing hypnosis which is such a verbal thing uh just appealed to me so that's the beginning wow that's amazing i was 16 and i'm 92 now so you can imagine how long you know that's a long time ago and throughout my schooling uh, it's always been a core of interest, uh, taking courses on um, psychology and training in clinical work. The hypnosis was always there as um, uh, an unusual at that time um, approach to therapy. That's where it began. Oh, that's great. You know, and I've talked to Dr. Damon uh, and, you know, he told me that in the younger years, and you know, when he was a young young man growing up, uh, there weren't many training options out there. And uh, right. so, how how did you get uh, trained or or learn the craft? Well, now we get to NGH, and and in in time, um, we're talking 1952. That's before most people were born these days. Anyhow. Um, and in 52, I, I came over from England and settled in, in Canada. And um, I was doing a few lectures on hypnotism with social groups, uh, church groups, uh, etc. And um, 
I met a man uh, who was in a uh, magician, actually. His name was Ali the Faker of all. What a name for a, for a magician. And um, I believe that Dr. Damon knew him or knew of him. And he said to me, have you ever met Dr. North, Rexford North in Boston? I said, no, I haven't. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he said, you know, you should go to see him. You should meet him because he's quite a firecracker of an organizer and a veteran in this field. So I was concerned with starting to do hypnosis in Montreal. And now I got on the train and I went down to Boston and this is where NGH comes in. This was 1952. And I went to uh, Rexford North's home on Batolph Street in Boston. I remember it as of yesterday. He was so kind and so generous, he invited me to come in and stay with him in his home. I spent 10 days in his home attending his courses, um, and he would give lectures and courses, and he gave me the opportunity of sitting in. Um, quite an amazing man. And um, just as a sidebar to this, um, I don't know whether you would, any, well, any of our, our viewers would, uh, would remember a Gestetner machine. It was an old hand-cranked machine that you used to do duplicating of notes on. Mm -hmm. You type it on a sheet and then put it in. There was a young fellow that was running the Gestetner machine at that time when I went there. His name was Dwight Damon, and uh, that was when I met uh, Dwight uh, at the formation of the National Guild. Anyhow, um, then um, Dr. North was so generous to me that he sent me back to Montreal with recordings, with manuals, with advertising notes, with all sorts of things that would help me eventually in um, establishing the Canadian Institute of Hypnotism. So I'm proud to say that I joined at the beginning in 1952, and uh, of course met our beloved um, uh, Dr. Damon then at that time. Yes, and uh, Dr. Damon uh, mentions quite quite often that you, you and he are the, uh, the Charter last remaining charter members of the NGH, and I, I know at this past uh, 2022 convention, uh, you you both had the honor of being inducted into the NGH Hall of Fame. I I was flabbergasted. I thought that was the most wonderful. It's it's a pleasure to be number two by <laughs> Damon. Quite honestly, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. So from there, you you yeah. started the the Canadian Institute. Tell us a little right. bit more about the about the Canadian Institute of Hypnosis. Well, the again, we're talking the fifties and the and the sixties. Um, there was very little uh, of knowledge or of activity about hypnotism. And um, one of the things that I realized as I was trying to organize courses is that to be able to hypnotize somebody, whatever that means, is not the beginning and the end of our profession. And we have to know how to utilize it, and we have to know what's behind it. 
And so I embarked on what I call my academic career and uh, went through three degrees, uh, one undergraduate degree and, and two postgraduate degrees um, in psychology. Um, and at the same time, trying to get the classes organized for the, uh, the Institute. Um, on firsts, I'm proud to say that I was the first um, hypnotist in Montreal to get a, a, a permit to operate. And that was an exciting moment because I had to prove to the chief of police of all people about hypnotism. And I hypnotized his secretary using what today we call a Don Motten sudden technique. <laughs> it was, um, anyhow, it was a very interesting story. So it's gone on from there and um, courses, um, giving um, lectures, uh, doing a lot of guest spots in colleges and universities, um, but never being able to really get an academic look at what we're doing. Um, then in 1972, um, I was lecturing um, at McGill University in Montreal, and it was the beginning of what I think we now call community colleges in the United States. We established our, our community colleges, and I was honored by um, being appointed part of the founding faculty of John Abbott College. And that began an academic acceptance of hypnosis in my area. Um, and um, I was really honored. I was able to, uh, through the Department of Psychology, to um, offer three separate courses, academic courses, on the history of hypnosis, on its applications, its place in society. Um, and they were full credit courses through the university. Oh, wow. That was a great thing. And I'm sorry that that doesn't seem to have been carried on, um, but there's the occasional um, adult education um, groups that offer these things, but it's not the same thing as having a, um, a credit course in a, in a college. Sure. Anyhow, so here I am, um, <laughs> still in Montreal, um, still sort of being asked to come out and lecture. At uh, my age, really flattered that NGH has still uh, allowed me to do our board certification program, which I'm very proud that we established in 1998. And um, I'm just flattered and thrilled at being of use and still being able to, you know, to, to, to help a bit. Now, you, let's talk about the uh, NGH board certification. Yeah. Um, I, I had the privilege to be out in, in Solid Gold Weekend out in Las Vegas with you. And uh, we had uh, quite a few candidates in the, in that core, in the board certification um, uh, studies mm -hmm. uh, that you held out in, in Las Vegas. Um, you are the chairman of the NGH board certification. And um, just tell us a little bit more about NGH uh, board certification and what it means. Well, we decided in um, in 98, 99, that we needed a strata of specific of specialists um, 
people who we could claim were board certified by the National Guild of Hypnotists. Um, this, this meant that we had to devise a series of examinations, a series of interviews where um, candidates would describe themselves and their, their, their offices and the work that they did, and also uh, written examinations. Um, the public really want to go to a board certified, whatever it is, in whatever profession, they are just the specialists. And so that's what we were very, very excited about creating. And um, it's something you have to work for. But um, it's quite amazing how many um, of our members apply and so many of our members have been trained in other organizations and still manage to do well uh, with our board certification exams. Um, it's really very advantageous, both from a self-image uh, point of view and from a business point of view, quite honestly, um, of being able to uh, claim a board certification within your own special field. So that's how it started. And uh, Dr. Damon was very, very keen and encouraged us to do this. And uh, we we devised it and got all the exams. And I'm I'm lucky because I had the background of the university um, exams, exams and marking procedures and things like that. And here right. we are today. Um, and of course, we do. Uh, we offer board certification at every conference that we do, every all of our conferences, and at Solid Gold. And uh, it's it's very gratifying, and it's wonderful for me because I see my baby, <laughs> you know, developing. And um, we just need now to to um, look and find one or two other examiners that can help us with the examinations. I'm on that search, actually. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And the board certification, I would say, and, and you can correct me, is it uh, very heavy on, you know, ethics. And um, and that's 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 uh, one of the main uh, points in, in academics So uh, of, of the profession. Um, it's it's very heavy on on ethics. Yeah, well, extremely so. Um, you know, the this idea of being able to hypnotize is the least challenging part of our profession. Okay, it's darn easy to do, and we all know how. And that's not the challenge, but the challenge is the way that we behave, the professionalism that we project and the strict adherence to the ethics that that NGH is founded on. And that's most important. Um, as I say, uh, learning to hypnotize, well, you know, you know, we can all do that in, in a very short time. Very sure. keen on the on the ethical approach and, and our ethics. Yes, thanks for asking about that. That's where my heart is. Absolutely. Yes. Now, hey, Maurice, what, what would you say the what would be the most important trait a hypnotist should have? <laughs> that's a sneaky, sudden question. Oh, that, that's going to take a moment. Okay. Um, I think that humility, believe it or not, humility 
because humility to me leads to ethics and ethics leads to best practice and best practice leads to successful practice. So um, those people who are carried away with what they think is the power of hypnotism, um, I think these people are misdirected. Um, but someone who is um, modest and not boastful, and that doesn't mean you can't do good business, but I mean who is not boastful um, and is ethical. Those are the traits that I look for, and those are the things we look for in our interviews, by the way. Yeah. Not how many people have you hypnotized and uh, all that sort of thing. That, sure. That's the easy part. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the NGH convention. Do you do you recall which were were your first convention or how you were introduced? To the, obviously, you kept in touch with the with the NGH after you started uh, the Canadian Hypnosis Institute. And yeah, well, actually, uh, Dr. Damon and I um, did not see each other for a number of years. I had um, uh, joined and helped a number of organizations um, through the years from 1958 into the 70s. Um, I became president of the Association to Advance Ethical Hypnosis. I became president of the um, Ethical Hypnosis Society. And there were all sorts of things, as well as my own organization here. Um, so we drifted apart, but there was one convention, and I think it was in 78, I'm not quite sure, um, and the, um, the, there was a, a hypnosis convention not far away from Nashua. Okay, uh, Danvers, away. Massachusetts, was and that Danvers? Yeah, Danvers, yeah. okay. And so... Uh, I was with my companion at that time, and we knew about that convention, National Guild, and I said, oh, my goodness, it would be nice to have a look. So we drove, and uh, when we walked in, I um, went up to Dr. Damon and said, hey, Morris Kershaw, remember me? And we had an incredible reunion, and we've been brothers in many senses ever since. Um, so... Uh, and of course, it's been a wonderful time for me since. Uh, the honors that you've extended to me have been just, just remarkable. Yeah, thank you. So after you you reunited uh, in Danvers, which I believe was either the first or the second NGH conference right. ever right. held uh, in '88 or '89. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember if it was Danvers first and then New York. Or if it was vice versa, and then we went to Nashville. It was Danvers because I knew we drove there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, after after you, you reunited, uh, you started presenting at, at the NGH conventions, um, and and you, I, I've I've uh, met you through through the NGH conventions. I started as a young man doing night security in my teenage years i remember um, you well down yeah. at the nashua uh, sheridan hotel right. and um but you've 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 taught on many different subjects uh, mm -hmm. over the years what what type of courses have you presented at the ngh convention and and maybe um what what will you be presenting at this year's ngh come on 
Okay, well, I, I run the gamut, really, um, um, because I think I'm one of the few living um, people in our field who had some training with Milton Erickson. I, I've sat at his feet for a, a few couple of weeks, uh, a few years ago. So I've been very keen on teaching uh, courses on metaphor in hypnotherapy. Um, I've de I developed a number of courses on children. This is way back. I've not done them for a while, but I'd love to again, of course. Um, specialized techniques with children. Um, as I'm into my venerable aged uh, time of my life, I've started to specialize with uh, hypnosis and hypnotherapy with the elderly. Um, and I now go to uh, retirement homes and work with groups in retirement homes. Um, I've, uh, I've given courses on hypnosis techniques, but again, the inductions are the minor part of this whole thing. Um, and uh, I've also, I also, and this goes back to my impediment as a stammerer, I have this passion for vocabulary and semantics. And so I teach courses on what not to say. Okay. And, and it isn't what you say, it's the way that you say it that counts and things like that, which I think are very important in our field. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, coming up in August, I, I'm just uh, doing a, a short workshop on um, before, we entitled it Before the Intake. Uh, and, and again, it's about language and the use of language um, and how we need to trigger certain things with certain language. And then, of course, I'm um, heading our board certification um, examination, um, interviews, uh, answering questions. And of course, I'll be doing a workshop to explain about the uh, um, certification program, the board certification program. Oh, that's great. You you can't buy board certification. I, I say that, and I don't mean to be cynical or unkind, but this is not a thing where you can sit in the course and because you were there, you get a certificate. Um, this is an earned um, uh, respect for your knowledge uh, and for your expertise. It, it is. It, it, it's a pass-fail. It's... Uh... Uh, but those who do fail the course, they, they are able to retake the course, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, not too many fail, actually, because by the time they do it, they're really well. You know, you have to be a member of NGH for a year and be in practice to to take that step. So, so there's prerequisites that need to be taken uh, prior oh, yeah. to taking the board oh, yeah. certification. So uh, one can't just become just, uh, you know, just certified and and uh, a week ago, and then say I want to become NGH board certified. That's that's not going to happen. They have to be a, a in active practice for a year, in a active membership for a year. Yep. So there there are prerequisites to prerequisites, and that big one of ethics and yes. best practices, and it's all perfectly laid out in uh, our NGH. Uh, documentation that's available online. So, yeah, it's all there. Perfect. 
Now, uh, Maurice, so why would you tell others, um, why should other hypnotists attend the NGH convention? Because if you've attended any other, any other, even those that I've been organizing in over the years, it's the best and it's the most informative and it's the most widely, um, a wide umbrella of knowledge. And I mean, you know, some of the speakers that we have at that conference are world renowned. Um, and it's, I don't think there can be any other gathering that can group so many experts as we have at our conference. Um, and you need it, you really need it. And um, we always used to say, if you could go home from the conference or the convention with two or three items that will enhance your business, your expertise, your professionalism, and your bottom line, um, come, you should come. And it's an awful lot of fun, by the way, thanks to you and the organizers. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So is there anything else that you'd like to add or that we should know about Professor Kershaw. I'm eternally grateful that I am a member of the NGH family. Eternally grateful to have lasted as long as I have. And honestly, to feel that I can still be of some use is, is quite a miracle within my life. Um, I really treasure NGH and anything I can do, I, I want to do to help it. So I would suggest everybody, and you know, even if you're not involved in the field as a therapist, whatever that means, I use that term, as an intellectual development, the attendance at that conference that we have is amazing. And it will enhance you in every possible way that you can think. That's, that's why we should all go. Hopefully I'll be there, God willing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Maurice. It, it's been my honor to be uh, to be able to spend my morning with you. Um, you know, it, it it's really uh, uh, a lot of things that I hadn't known about you. Um, you know, uh, thank you for spending your morning with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in August. Thank you, sir, and, and it will be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us, ngh podcast at ngh.net.